Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's Tuesday, Golden Eagle fans, and you're listening to the Eagle Hour live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, happy to have you along with us today. Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens. Great show today. Macy Pennington, one of the seniors from the Golden Eagle soccer team, set to join us later in the show to talk about the First ever West Division Championship and what a historic season it was for Golden Eagle Soccer. Lee Roberts will join us later in uh, the program to uh, further look back at the UTSA game and look forward to Louisiana Tech, which is Friday this week. Got an extra game or got an uh, earlier day before Louisiana Tech. Uh, we normally play them on a Saturday, but play them on a Friday uh, this week. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue. Thanksgiving coming up. Lots of uh, reasons to eat good food. Let Dickie's cater at your next event. Or you can just go see the hometown team right outside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickie's cooked here, loved everywhere. All right, special guest to start off the Eagle Hour uh, today. His second appearance since... uh, Taking a little time off, uh, but what, what, Kelly? How do what, what do we want to call this man? What's going to be his title today? Oh my gosh, living legend, uh, star of stage, screen, and post office walls, uh, opening act for Ishka Bibble, and uh, there we go. Bob I like that. I like that one. Ishka Bibble. He was always one of my favorites. Ninety-five percent of the audience just Googled. Well, first off, how to spell that, but just Google who that is. Yeah. Ish Kabibble was a comedian back in the, what, 40s, 50s? Yeah. Like that. When you were in... Kelly, please don't make me laugh, oh. Kelly. My chest is still kind of sore and uh, laughing sort of painful, Santa. So tone it down, please. Okay. All right. Sorry about first that. Off, first <laughs> off, Bob, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling much better every day. I'm really grateful for uh, all the wonderful medical treatment I've received and uh, was actually released by the surgeon yesterday and... Uh, told me that starting next week I can begin to work my way back toward a normal life. So uh, That's awesome. thanks for asking. Look, I'm feeling a lot better every single day. That's awesome. Um, we, we joke that you are a living legend, but wanted to bring you on first um, today because Southern Miss uh, last few days lost a true legend. Uh, coach Bobby Collins uh, passed away earlier in this week. Of course, he was the head coach of Southern Miss from 1975 to 1981. Uh, probably two of the greatest years in Golden Eagle history and football. He was uh, the head coach, and, and Bob just wanted to bring you on today to uh, to remember Eagle Fever Coach Collins and, man, those great years when he was the head coach. Your thoughts? You know, I'm so lucky to have, uh, to have been a part of uh, the Southern Miss fan base uh, in the days of Bobby Collins. It's Coach Collins that really first uh, brought my wife and I, in all honesty, to Southern Miss football. And uh, what, a, what an incredible guy. It's like you said, uh, he he created Eagle Fever. He created the I Believe era of Southern Miss football when South Mississippi was just on fire uh, with support and enthusiasm for the Southern Miss football program. I think it's fair to say that Coach Collins is the man 
who put the Southern Miss football program on the national stage. And, you know, people can argue as to whether he was the greatest coach that's ever been here, but certainly no argument that he put the Golden Eagles on the national stage when he came back, when he came here in the in the mid-70s. You know, his, his first year, guys, he played uh, all 11 games on the road because they were at that time expanding the rock. He goes 8-3 and three his first year playing all 11 games on the road. A little bit of a rebuilding year in 77, but uh, in 76. But in 77, his team gets wins over Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. In 1980, uh, they achieved their first national AP ranking as they uh, made it to number 20 in the nation. Uh, went 9-3 and three that year with a historic bowl win over McNeese State in the Independence Bowl. And then, sort of like you said, Luke, in 1981, the magic really took place as the Golden Eagles uh, climbed to number eight in the UPI football poll, number nine in the Associated Press. That's that never happened before or since. They go 9-2-1 that year. We're 8-0-1 oh, at one point in the year. Uh, they beat Florida State that year 58-14. to Tied uh, Alabama and Birmingham with uh, Bear Bryant coaching the team 13-13. to And uh, just incredible. He was... Five and two against Mississippi State in his tenure here. Three wins over Ole Miss, so ten wins over the two in-state schools in, in the short term that he was here. Had wins over Florida State, Cincinnati, as we said, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Louisville, Auburn, BYU. You know, Luke, it all started in Laurel. People may not remember, but Coach Collins was a Laurel High School football star, and uh, Mississippi State uh, played at college certainly became a, a die in the wool golden eagle but it all started in Laurel with coach collins yeah and and kelly you know one of the things that coach collins did he he got mississippi talent and he wasn't afraid to take on uh the in the recruiting wars to to, to get guys in and turned it around pretty quick but you think about the players that he brought in of course reggie sammy some of those other guys offensive and defensive uh, he could bring them in lewis lips you know is another one that sometimes people don't you know don't remember uh about the thing that i will remember most about coach collins is that that after you know he retired as it were from from smu he and his wife Lynn moved back to Hattiesburg, and he was always very approachable. You know, uh, I think he was much more comfortable in Mississippi than he was in that large spotlight in the Dallas, you know, Fort Worth area. But was always very approachable. Um, I had a little internet TV program that I used to do, and of course, there was no compensation to do anything like that. It was just what would be comparable to a podcast today. And asked Coach Collins to come on, and uh, he was very gracious to do so. And I said, "Is there anything that I can't ask you?" And he said, "No." He said, "You, you can ask me, you know, anything you like." And um, so we touched upon, you know, the highlights of his career, and of course, in the journalistic sense, we touched upon some things that that might not have been very pleasant, but again, was was certainly open and, and willing to answer those questions, and was a deacon at, at our at our church. We happened to go to the same church that. That he went to, and I think in, his, in the past ten years or so, he he lived rather you know rather in obscurity. He was you know quiet, and, and he and his wife kind of kept to themselves. But the football tradition, I mean, you know, Richard Bird, uh, who also was a great football uh, legacy at Southern Miss, who went on to play in the National Football League. Richard Bird married Coach Collins's daughter, so there's a lot of ties there too. And 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 Bobby's name 
you know, considering all the things that it, it just hasn't just hasn't really been in the headlines. And I think that's really what he preferred. I think he just wanted to live quietly, you know, in, in the latter years of his life. And um, and he got to do that. There's another story, Kelly, about Bobby Collins. Uh, uh, Southern Miss had just defeated Florida State 58-14 to on national TV. Uh, they had announced during the broadcast, uh, the radio broadcast, when the Golden Eagles were going to get back. My wife and I went over with uh, a couple of thousand fans that greeted the team when they came back that night. Big celebration, pep rally in front of the athletic dorm. As it was all dying down and uh, people began to leave, Angela and I were walking back to our car, and we happened to walk across the parking lot of the uh, of the coach's office. And uh, who's pulling out but Coach Collins? And uh, he didn't know us from Adam. But we saw him. We started yelling and screaming. He stopped his car, got out of the car, hugged both of us, celebrated with us in the parking lot, who he didn't know from Adam, got back in the car and drove off. And I think that exemplified what Bobby Collins brought to South Mississippi with Eagle Fever and his appreciation for every individual fan that had bought into his program. I just think he'll go down as uh, one of the all-time icons, clearly, of, uh, of Southern Miss. And, guys, you know, he was 43-14 and 14 at SMU after he left here. I think finished second in the polls one year. So he was... 91-44-3 in his head coaching career. It's hard to argue with those numbers. It really is. And, yeah, 1982, 11-0-1, uh, won the Cotton Bowl, finished second uh, in the country. Thurman Lavelle, Bobby Collins, Jr., um, gone from us at age 88, uh, the absolute one of the, the legends in Southern Miss football history. All right, Bob, before we let you go, how about them at Washington football team? Now, you're always talking about, and let me just say how you said, the GOAT. That, that's how you will epitomize Tom Brady. But how about that? How about Washington got after him on, on Sunday? How about that? And how about that uh, nine-minute drive to end the football game when, they, uh, when you knew they were ahead by, I think, four points? You knew that if he got the ball back, chances are you were going to lose. But they, they never gave the football back. They, uh, I think it was like a... 14 or 15 play drive that consumed three quarters of the uh, fourth quarter. And guys, let, let me remind you that uh, Washington was led Saturday by a former conference USA quarterback uh, from Old Dominion. So yeah, certainly uh, a fantastic win uh, for Washington. No question about that. And, and Tom Brady's done. He's done. <laughs> Until, until this, we'll never hear from him again. He's uh, washed until up. this week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Bob, we're going to talk to you on Thursday, man. So uh, we'll catch you then. Glad to glad to know you're doing better. And uh, man, we've okay, been praying for you. And it's good to hear your voice. And I appreciate it. I'll look forward to seeing you guys Thursday. All right, it's Bob Getty, living legend, Bob Getty. Hey, we're going to uh, take a break. Come back, Macy Pennington, senior defender for Golden Eagle Soccer, joining us right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on this Tuesday. Great to hear Bob Getty's voice and glad to know that he is recovering and he will be joining us uh, every Tuesday and Thursday uh, for the next few weeks and then he will thankfully 
probably in the month of December, be back uh, on the air with us uh, as much as he can. So we're thankful to uh, for him coming on uh, today. It's great to hear his voice. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street, right across from the University of Southern Mississippi. Also, though, you can shop 24-7 at campusbookmark.com. Net. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens producing for us. We're in Hattiesburg and Laurel today live. And however you're listening to us, uh, greatly appreciate you joining us every day. One, two, two. All right. Let's talk some soccer as we wrap up and celebrate a historic season for the Lady Eagle soccer team. Ten and four and three, four, one and three in conference. They make it to the conference USA championship for the second time in the last four years, but win the West Division for the first time in uh, in program history. And joining us today, uh, graduating senior, she will be. Uh, she's already graduated and, and now is a graduate. But Macy Pennington, who played defense uh, for the Lady Eagles, held down um, the uh, the defense this year. She joins us now. Macy, how's your Tuesday going? Oh, it's going great. As you just reminded me that I'm a graduate student, I've been trying to trying to pretend that soccer is not done for me, though. Oh, it's tough. So. I know. And but but let's let's just be honest. What a way to wrap it up, though. I mean, kind of put in perspective how huge of a year this was for you. But for, as as a Golden Eagle soccer program, I mean, historic wins, historic championship, another appearance in the conference final. It's just. It's been such a long time coming to finally get the recognition we deserve. You know, I have people, you know, coming up to me and saying, oh, my gosh, congratulations on such a great season. And it's just awesome getting the recognition. You know, we've put so much work into it, and I've seen this program grow so much. And, you know, we play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And and it's just been an honor to watch, you know, the underclassmen and even girls that I've come in with grow and understand the game tactically and just and play soccer. And it's, it's been incredible. We we knew this team was going to be good, and uh, be, because of the the youth, but also veterans across the board, veterans on defense, veterans on offense. Kendall in the goal. Uh, did did it help you guys to to turn around so quick? It seems like you you kept the momentum going, or was it really you know how hard was it to really play two seasons over six to eight months? See, I think you just hit the nail on the head with that. We had momentum and, and you know, losing in the semifinals, we were hungry. We, we wanted to make it to that final game. And I think that we took, you know, that hunger and that need to make it there and have a great season. And we just kind of propelled right into fall season. You know, we told the, the underclassmen that we were going home, you know, with the championship win underneath our belt. And obviously we didn't get that. But like you said, our season was incredible. And it, it was a hard turnover. Definitely we had a short preseason the shortest we've ever had before so we really relied on you know the veterans and the upperclassmen getting the freshmen ready over the over the summer and I think everybody did such a great job of of you know being accountable and and working out and doing the things they needed to do in the summer so that we were ready to come in for the fall so you had you had coach Mo and big Mo on your side as you guys are headed down the stretch now Macy I want to there's not many people that I know from the state of Delaware the first, the first question I have is, what is a blue hen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. A blue hen. That's the University of Delaware. Right. not a blue hen. No, no, I understand. But, but what that's, is... a good, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. Because uh, I, I I've, I've been around a few chickens in my days, but I've never, I've never seen a blue hen. But how... No, I've never, I've never been asked that. So. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be the first one to have asked you that. So how does a, how does a young lady from uh, Delaware get all the way down to the deep, humid south? 
like uh, Hattiesburg? Uh, I had entered the transfer portal after my sophomore year. I wanted, um, I just wanted something more other than what what my school at the Division two level could offer me. I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to grow as a player. And um, one of the assistant coaches at Southern had reached out to me, and then Coach Mo said, you know, I'd love for you to come visit. I want to fly you out in two days. And I was like, whoa, oh, amazing. So hopped on a plane. I flew over by myself, came far from home, and I met the players, and I fell absolutely in love. I fell in love with Coach Mo's coaching, everything about him, everything about this program, about this team. You know, we're a family, and I think that's what separates us from most teams in our conference is that our connection shows on the field. You know, we have a bond on and off the field, and I love these girls with my whole heart, and I know that I will be in contact with them, you know, until I'm, until I'm gray and old. So I, that, that sealed the deal for me. I didn't even want to go on my other visits after coming here because I was like, this is, this is where I belong. How Plus, long? it's warm all the time. Yeah, so, I was going to – That was a deal breaker. War, yeah, warm all the time. It gets, it gets plenty warm, and, I, and I, I'm really being serious. How long did it take you to adjust to the levels of humidity – and the heat, which you weren't used to, certainly coming from Delaware. That definitely was a struggle. I worked out all summer, and then I came here, and I felt like I was breathing underwater. I told the coaching staff, I was like, look, I'm in shape, I promise. It definitely took some adjustments, and then I I decided that it would be best for me to stay here and train over the summer so that I didn't have to do that, you know, getting acclimated again. And you know, my body's conditioned to it now, and then I say that, and then I'm going to go home, and I try to run in the cold, and I'm like, now I can't breathe there. But it was it was definitely a hard transition for sure. Well, wait, wait till you do your first income tax return. You'll learn how, what it's like to not be able to breathe <laughs> again. But, but the success, the final question I have for you, with the success that your team had this year, what does that do now to the expectation bar for the Lady Eagles soccer team going forward? Um, it has definitely raised the expectation. You know, people are paying attention to us now. And Coach Mo is in a position where he has girls actively reaching out to him, wanting to come to Southern Miss, and, and more so than ever before because we've made such a, a weight, you know, a big splash in, in the soccer community. And from a tactical standpoint, I believe that we are the best team in the conference. And Coach Mo's mantra has always been finding players to fit the system rather than finding a system to, to fit the players. And I think that, you know, with the name we've made for ourselves, he's put himself in such a great position to do that. And, you know, the, bar, the expectations are definitely high. And, and I have no doubt that the girls coming in and the girls that are here already are going to even exceed that bar that we've already set. I, we have big, big things coming in the future, and I cannot wait to watch what this team has in store. We're talking to uh, Macy Pennington, uh, senior on the Southern Miss soccer team that has had so much historic achievements this year. Uh, if, if you would, Macy, for a minute, talk about, I think there's four of you that you called graduate students that, uh, you know, it. this is probably, you know, the end of the road. But you want to talk about four people that really have – caused what you just said, Southern Miss soccer, taking it to the next level. And at, at different places, too. Of course, Ariel Diaz, uh, Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year this past spring. Kendall Mendich, I think she was like tops in the conference in save percentage and has just really came on the last two seasons. And then uh, Campos, you know, everything that she could do and then you holding it down. I mean, what a what a quality group of not only players but, but people to represent Southern Miss. Yeah, I mean – like you said, it was so exciting because we had one, 
you know, graduate student in every area of the field. We had Ariel holding down that front line and then Elise holding it down in the middle and then me in the back and Kendall in the goal. It was just getting to play with them one more time was such a blessing. Like this COVID year was honestly one of the best things that's happened to me because, you know, it gave us a chance to extend that. And they are such talented players. And I'm so happy that, you know, they've gotten the recognition they deserve when Elise got Offensive Player of the Week and Ariel with all her accolades and Kendall too. They are so talented. And, you know, I, I've tried to convince them all. I'm like, you need to play at the next level. I mean, y'all are too talented to stop now. And, and I'm excited to see what they do because, you know, they've got that, that drive not only on the soccer field but off it. And I, I just I can't wait to see what the future holds for them. What's the, what's the future hold for you, Macy? What's next for you? Uh, so right now um, my goal is law school. I want to do environmental law. I graduated biochemistry with um, the plans of vet school, and then I kind of changed course and, and – started looking at law school but I've got a year to play with right now so you know coach Mo and I have been have been talking about possibly playing at pro overseas so that's kind of in the works right now so wow. I'm trying to trying to still play I'm not ready to hang up my cleats yet so a little girl from Townsend Delaware grows up and by way of the transfer portal finds her way to Hattiesburg Mississippi becomes a member of the first-ever West Division championship team and goes down as a two-time Conference USA uh, all-conference soccer player. Pretty yeah. good story, Macy. Yeah, and Macy, yeah. Now, now that you can't play any, any more uh, college uh, soccer, be honest, Rice really isn't that good, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will tell you, our, our conference, you know, is probably – in my opinion, one of the most competitive conferences because you just never know. You look at you look at the standings each week and you're like, how did this team lose to this team and how did this team beat this team? You know, like you know, there's no game you ever go in and you're like, you know, we're lo- we're winning this one or we're losing this one. So that's it's just so exciting because it's such a toss up and and even in the in the old Dominion game, like you know, we were we were very sad and I definitely think we could have won that. But at the same time, they're a talented team. I mean, they went on and, and faced the number one seed Duke and only lost one nothing on a free kick with 16 seconds left. So, like, yeah. it, I mean, it's such a toss-up. You know, I definitely – I obviously, I think that we're we're probably the, – <laughs> we, we are. are the best team in the conference. We are the best team. There you and, go. You know, Absolutely. we definitely, definitely show that. But, you know, my journey – I sat in Coach Mo's office, you know, at our, our end-of-the-year meetings, and I just – I just all I could say to him was thank you. And I was like, yeah. there's not enough words – that I could express because you have changed the trajectory of my life forever. You have shaped me into such, you know, a good, not only soccer player, but a person. And, you know, I've grown over these past three years because I came in my junior year and, you know, I, I wasn't a starter every single game. And, you know, I wasn't in the back line. I wasn't big enough. I wasn't strong enough yet. I didn't understand enough tactically. And, and he worked with me and, and just to see where I, how far I've come just being here you know, was awesome. And, and Coach Mo definitely cares about, about the person. And it's impossible for you to be here and not grow. Sure. So these talented freshmen, I can only imagine what they're going to do by their senior year because, you know, being with this coaching staff and Carly and JP, like, they're definitely going to be amazing players, even more awesome. so than they are now. Awesome. Well, Macy, thanks for your time today and appreciate you jumping on with us and, and uh, make sure Swayze uh, does what he needs to do, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Look, he makes fun of me now because he tells me that, that I'm the NARP in the relationship and that he's still he's still the only athlete. So, Good deal. But thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for having me. Yeah, Macy, have a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you. You do the same. All right. Bye-bye. 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on this Tuesday. Great talking to Macy Pennington and Bob Getty earlier in the show. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street, where you can get an eight ninety five lunch of the day every single day. Comes with a drink. Places uh, to watch all kinds of stuff. Monday Night Football last night. Of course, football on Thursday night. And uh, Golden Eagles play Louisiana Tech on Friday. It's all at 4th Street. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson here in Laurel. Michael Mergens and Kelly Center in Addisburg. We uh, join Lee Roberts, the color analyst for the Southern Miss football broadcast as he joins us every Tuesday. And, and Lee, before we get into uh, get into UTSA and then Louisiana Tech, just kind of wanted to, to let you uh, speak about one of the legends in, uh, in Southern Miss football history, Coach Bobby Collins, who, who passed away um, this week, and just how you were part of a, a time in Southern Miss football when you guys went took it to the next level. But the foundation, you know, of course, laid a lot by uh, what Coach Collins did in his time in Hattiesburg. You know, that's exactly right, Luke. And, you know, such a, such a sad thing to see Coach Collins pass just, you know, for his family and, you know, obviously for, you know, the Southern Miss family as well. I mean, just, uh, we, we lost a, a very good man. We lost a very good coach and, you know, a, a legend in the eyes of the Southern Miss people. But, uh, obviously the, you, you said it. I mean, what he, what he did at Southern Miss and, kind of how he laid that foundation really picked up from you know previous coaches such as pw underwood and you know kind of then passed it on to guys like coach bauer the one you know coach bauer that i played for and um you know coach collins was a guy that you you could see around town always had a smile on his face always going to speak to you um had nothing but great things to to say about you your family uh southern miss and you know and there's nothing i can think negative about coach collins as well and Man, just uh, a, a great guy that would dearly be missed. And, and you're right, he uh, a big, big loss for our program. Absolutely. All right, let's go back to Saturday. Um, first off, what if, if anybody thought this team and Will Hall specifically had thrown in the towel? Nope, didn't happen. What a game plan, what a gutsy uh, effort for, for Southern Miss and Will Hall changing everything in order to give his, his team a chance to win. And, and Lee, they almost did. You know, they did, and, you know, and, and I'll say this. When Will Hall does something, he does it with confidence. When we met with him on Thursday talking about their game plan, you could see it in his eyes. I mean, he, he said, Lee, we're going we're gonna to go into San Antonio, and we've got a chance to win. And, and if you look at kind of the scenario, we're 1-7, 1-8. Uh, they're, uh, you know, 9-0. and oh, They're ranked 15, 16 in the country. Be like, Coach, are you serious? But he was serious as can be. And, man, his plan was great. They uh, perfected it. You know, although the you know the penalties hurt, the turnovers late hurt, and, again, just, just the way the, the story has gone. I mean, your, your starting quarterback is not able to finish the game, and that's, again, what happened on Saturday. Frank Gore had, had quarterback running the Wildcat, uh, throwing the football a, a couple times as well, but more importantly, just, you know, running the offense. And, uh, you know, he leaves with, Somewhat of an injury, still not the stat. Not sure what the status is, and Antavius Rambo Willis finishes, and um, you know some late turnovers did did hurt. But again, Coach Coach Hall and his offensive staff, what a, what a great plan! And of course, defensively, 
you can't can't say enough about how they played uh, so well. Also, I, I would have given anything to have been in Jeff Trailer's huddle, the head coach of uh, UTSA, when they when he and the coaches, his coaches, probably looked at that. They were probably thinking to themselves, "Is Will Hall on meds? <laughs> Is he on medication? <laughs> what in the world? You know, UTSA had to be going. What is going on here? Something they obviously you know, didn't I mean, prepare for. And yeah, couldn't. I mean, uh, and. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it kind of caught people off guard. I mean, you'd have never thought. I mean, when I first heard about it, too, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, Frank Gore's going to play quarterback? What, what are, are we going to throw the football? And, you know, again, he only threw it three times. You know, one of them was a big catch to, to Brownlee. Another should have been caught in the end zone by Brownlee. And I think he finished with, you know, he was two for three passing, you know, before he left the game. But, but still, yeah, you're right. Coach Trailer, you had to think, hey, what is going on with Southern Miss? And, and he, there was a long discussion between he and Coach Hall after the game, and and I never asked Coach Hall what he said, but I asked one of the troopers on the on the flight home, "Hey, what exactly did Coach Trailer say?" And you know, he basically just told him, "Man, what a what a gutty performance! What a great plan you had!" And um, and, and that just goes to show you the kind of coach that Will Hall is. I mean, we're we're more than a one win program, unfortunately. Just the one win is all we have right now, but it's. It's about what he can do with those players, getting them to believe, um, getting them them to believe in themselves. Uh, when you just have that one win, if you go out to practice, you see a team that looks like they're eight and three at this point, as opposed to one and nine. So, uh, a, a lot of great positives to come out from Saturday's game. Now you got Louisiana Tech on a Friday night game over in Ruston, a game that when you looked at the schedule originally, maybe even three or four weeks ago, you think this game isn't winnable, but uh, but things are awry uh, over over in Ruston. And with the confidence that the Eagles may be having after that inspired performance at UTSA, this becomes a winnable, this becomes, in political talk, this becomes a winnable state. Does it not now, no, Lee, potentially? It, 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 it does, and, and, and LaTeX has got to prepare for that as well. So on the flip side, they're going to be somewhat prepared for it. But, hey, uh, and, and how, you, how you stop it is you, you, know, you have to stack the box. And, um, you know, then they're not wide. I mean, Frank's good enough he can throw it. But, again, not sure what the overall game plan will be, but I do love the fact that Coach Hall is going to do anything to put ourselves in a, a position to win. And, you know, for the longest time, he really wanted to stick to what our offense was all about. But, again, to this point, we, we can't. We just got to go compete and do the best we can. And uh, I agree. I think uh, Friday night's game is a game that, you know, we can go and we can win. We've got, we've got to play good ball, though, for sure. And, and then the following weekend the, uh, is another Friday game. The day after Thanksgiving, the Eagles will entertain FIU. And I just want you to know, Lee Roberts, that Luke Johnson and I are taking all excuses for FIU off the table as we will be providing them a pregame meal that apparently the school will not be. FIU, that is. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, Fair they, they couldn't afford. They couldn't afford to send their coaches on the road. They couldn't afford shoulder pads. They can't afford New Jerseys. So Kelly, out of the goodness of heart, thought he could provide them a pregame meal. And, and by Lee's response, okay. Luke, I don't think Lee was uh, was uh, privy to that story. The, the FIU program <laughs> yeah. is a dumpster fire. Yes, <laughs> full blown <laughs> right now. You never, you never know what's going to be said on here. So yeah, you guys, you got me on that one. I wasn't, I wasn't sure where you were going. And and, right. and and really, you know, to, to to finish the season with two wins would be huge from a momentum standpoint. Yeah, it would. I mean, I, I think that any anything that can happen positive now will do anything. You know, going into the recruiting season, going into the spring season, 
I think I think picking up one of these next two or even both these next two games as wins would be huge to propel this team again. Uh, doing it for the seniors, I mean, those that we will be losing and those that you know could come back. You know, you pick up a couple extra wins, and it may make uh, a few guys come back that may decide to hang it up. So you just never know. And, Luke, before you take us to break, I just want to make sure. I thought that game was Friday, but a couple of people have texted me and said that's a Saturday game after Thanksgiving, correct? Yes, that is that is correct. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right, I stand yeah, corrected. Thank you. We have the greatest listeners in the world. They love the program, but they'll, you know, um, they understand we're human and sometimes make mistakes. This, so. yeah, yeah this November 19th, Friday at 7, November 27th, Saturday against FIU at, there you go. at 2 p.m. And I think I got those backwards also. All right, Lee. Uh, one thing we should mention, though, if, you know, if, if uh, Frank Gore unavailable for this week, Antavius Willis, who's kind of just bounced around, played several different positions at Southern Miss, but man, he was a quarterback at, at uh, Velma Jackson, and I think he threw close to 3,400 yards during his career, and who knows who we might throw out. There was actually a, a poll yesterday on Twitter. Guys were asking Southern Miss fans, who do you want to see at, at, at quarterback, you know, if they run them in like the Calvary? I liked what somebody said. Man, put Santrell Latham back there. I mean, just all bets are off. Just put whoever out there, but I expect we should We'll you know probably see some of the wide receivers and of course Richard and and D Baker. Don't you expect those will be some more of the guys that we see that six or seven that Will Hall said we might see on on Friday? No, absolutely. And uh, like I said, if if Frank whatever his status is, you'll definitely see Antavius Willis back there. And yeah, I mean he was a high school quarterback that that can play. But the th- the difference between his performance on Saturday and potentially this week is. You know, this week I'm sure he's getting more reps as last week he didn't because they were trying to really get Frank Gore ready to go. And, um, you know, there's only so many reps you can get in a week. And, um, you know, that's that's the challenge of coaching, obviously. But uh, whoever we have, I'm sure they'll be ready. About 30 seconds left. Uh, defense uh, played admirably left, uh, held McCormick for under 100 yards. And you got to feel good about where the defense is in the first year under Austin Armstrong. You know, Austin Armstrong has done an unbelievable job. And, again, if you get a chance just to sit down and talk X's and O's with Coach Armstrong, just a a very bright, football-minded coach. And, you know, we're fortunate to have him. Hopefully we can keep him for many years. And, yeah, he's done a tremendous job of that defense. And they've played well. I mean, this is this has been a very, very tough year uh, for a defense, but they've continued to show up and, and play each and every game. So super proud for them. Good stuff. Well, Lee, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for hopping on with us today, and you have a great week. All right, buddy. Y'all too, man. Y'all have a great one. Lee Roberts, former Southern Miss quarterback, now the color analyst for the football broadcast alongside John Cox. We will take a break. And uh, by the way, Kelly, after this break, Macy Pennington has told me what a Delaware blue hen is. Okay, good. Good. We love to educate people on our show as well as entertain. There we go. Right after this Eagle Hour continues. Stick with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Tuesday. Brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training. Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Get fit 
on the D on training side. Get instructed on the DBAT side. DBATHattiesburg.com, always something going on. Camps for your kids, great opportunities as we get a little more chilly outside. An indoor facility is a great opportunity for you and your family. DBAT D1, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. A couple news and notes. Malik Shorts from Southern Miss Football, one of the 10 nominees for the 2021 C Spire Connerly Trophy. Obviously, that is given to the best football player uh, in, in a, of a college inside Mississippi. Right now, uh, Malik Shorts of Bassfield, 81 tackles. He's leading the Eagles there. 41 solo stops, two tackles for loss, also two picks and seven pass breakups. Connerly Award will be presented on Tuesday, November 30th at 5.30 at the Country Club of Jackson. Uh, big news today uh, from Southern Miss Volleyball. Head coach uh, Stephanie Radecki is stepping down after four years of leading Southern Miss Volleyball. A few of those years, she led both beach volleyball and um, indoor volleyball, but uh, Stephanie Radecki stepping down um, today, wishing nothing but the best for the program and the department moving forward. Uh, she says it's time for her to embark on a new uh, adventure. A national search for a new head volleyball coach will begin immediately. So uh, volleyball head coach Stephanie Radecki stepping down um, today. Men's basketball um, last night, uh, Kelly, uh, I tuned in, ESPN Plus, so it was on the Big 12, and Eagles just did not shoot it very well. It seems as if uh, that that has been a concern early in the season, and uh, yeah, just couldn't knock down shots, and TCU was hitting big behind the three-point line. A lot of people have been, a lot of basketball fans have been, have been talking about that, you know, that the Eagles just not shooting the ball very well. I'm not as panicky as it seems a lot of people are as far as the shot percentage goes. They were on the road. And look, I'm not making excuses. All right, You guys have listened to this program long enough to know that we call it the way we see it. I'm not making excuses for the Eagles, but they're on the road, and anytime, if you can shoot somewhere in the 40 to 43% range on the road, you're doing pretty good. Now, they didn't make that. They didn't make that goal. TCU, on the other hand, shot right at about 50%. You know, So right there, the numbers are askew. Uh, turnover you know, ratio was about the same. But the one that was most telling for me last night was from the three-point area. The Eagles were 1 for 10. 1 for 10. And even at the college ranks, that's not going to get it. All right, one for ten. Now, Trey Hardy continues to play well. He was leading the team in scoring going into last night's game with about 20. Uh, and he had another good night last night. Isaiah Moore didn't shoot the ball particularly well last night. They'll get ready to uh, take on the Lamar Cardinals, which will, they'll come in Sunday afternoon for a 2 o'clock tip at Reed Green Coliseum. But these are, these are games, and we're going to have assistant coach Kyle Roan on the show tomorrow as we originate the program live from Bocoma Casino in Laurel. But the Eagles have got to start getting some things right before they hit into, head into conference play, which comes up at the uh, end of December because uh, Western Kentucky, who is supposed to be one of the best, if not the best team in Conference USA this year, is the first opponent. And, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression, so they want to be able to get into conference play raring and ready to go. But there, there just haven't been any really sterling performances so far, and you hope that they're going to get this worked out before they, you know, before they head into conference play. And we'll talk to Kyle Rohn tomorrow, Luke, about that, about uh, any concerns about their inability to be consistent shooting the basketball. Eagles scored 26 uh, in the first half, 25 in the second half, lose to TCU 83-51. to 
TCU improves to 2-0. and Eagles fall to 1-2. and Tay Hardy led the Eagles 18 points. Also, Isaiah Moore had 11 points. DeAndre Pinkney, 9 points, 8 rebounds. As Kelly mentioned, Eagles shot 33% uh, from the field, only 14% from behind the arc, 3 of 21. Perfect at the free throw line. TCU, on the other hand, shot 49% from the floor and 36% behind the 3 uh, three-point arc. All right, uh, Eagle Hour also on the road Friday. We will be at Ramey Motors. Malcolm Butler from uh, Louisiana Tech will join us on the phone, and then, of course, we will uh, start previewing that game and uh, and talk to our good buddies at uh, Ramey Motors. All right, Kelly, Macy Pennington showing that uh, she is an educated person, uh, very much educated person, graduate edu- educated person, heading to law school. All right, she has informed me what a Delaware blue hen is. You ready? I'm ready. I've got my notepad here. Obviously a chicken breed. Uh, primary use exhibition. A medium size eggs that they lay. They are a blue strand of the American Gamecock. In 1939, hmm. became the state bird of Delaware, one of three U.S. state birds that is not a species native to the United States. Now here, a little more, a little more detail. Their temperament is they are flighty and skittish. Egg color brown, and adult males weigh more than five pounds. That is the Delaware blue hen. So mainly for exhibition. Yes. Interesting because most teams that play Delaware, they're so lousy, <laughs> will play them <laughs> as an exhibition. So that would, that would make sense. I, I tell you what, it's it it makes me feel better that I'm a golden eagle and not a blue hen. You got that right, buddy. Woo. All right. Appreciate uh, Bob Getty joining us, Lee Roberts, Macy Pennington. If you missed us today or get on the end of this and missed those great interviews, you can go check us out in podcast form later today. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all there for you to listen to us talk to uh, you and uh, and our guest about Southern Miss Sports. We will catch you tomorrow for Michael and Kelly. Hope you have a great day. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.